Parenting is work, like a lot of work, and it can be easy to feel like nobody understands. Well, I am here to tell you, as a mom of four, including infant twins, <laughs> that at the end of the day, we're all just figuring it out as we go. You are not alone. I'm Summer Shepherd, and this is, no seriously, how do I do this? Hey, oh, I'm so glad that you're here. I'm so glad that you're hanging out, but I am going to keep my distance because, well, myself and my entire family. We did it, y'all. We caught the plague. I mean, it was about time, right? We felt like, you know, we made it almost two years. Just let's get it over with. <laughs> okay, that wasn't really our mindset, but we're trying to look at the positives. So we are down for the count right now. So what I am offering you this week with zero shame is a recast of an episode that we did back in January. So I'm going to warn you in advance there are a lot of January references, New Year's resolution references, because the topic that we talked about was getting healthy, getting fit, being active, etc. But the reason I want to bring this out now is because in our family, needless to say, we have been doing a lot of thinking and a lot of talking about health-related issues and how we can improve our health so that, you know, God willing, we don't find ourselves where we find ourselves again. And so I wanted to bring you this message in case you missed it or in case you needed encouragement and reminders. And again, yes, lots of New Year's resolution talk. Forgive me. But Kim Dolan Leto, she just dropped some wisdom that is timeless. Enjoy. This is going to be the year. This one right here. Now, I'm pretty sure I've said that every every year since I've been 14. But hey, one of these years is bound to be the year, right? Why why not this one? And so every January, we work hard. We push our limits. We clock miles and miles on the treadmill. Trying to prove something to ourselves, to others, I don't know. And it hurts. (laughs) But we keep going, right? We're impressive. Faster and faster. We do so, so good. So good. (sighs) Until we don't. Until we inevitably give up. Because our motivation to look good, to feel good, just wasn't enough. Okay, be honest. <laughs> How familiar was that? When I, when I turned on the treadmill, did you start to like panic? Did you have some like PTSD about that? Because everyone I've talked to who is serious about running, they call it the treadmill for a reason. But we push ourselves, guys, because it's January. And if you've lasted this long with your New Year's resolutions, allow me to be the first to congratulate you. Truly, we go into every new year with the best intentions. We always want to get healthy. You hear people talk about it. It's a multi-billion dollar industry. We want to get healthy. We need to get healthy. We know how to get healthy technically, but we never end up getting healthy. Why is that? 
Kim Dolan Lido is, well, she's impressive. This woman is a cover model for fitness magazines galore. She is a champion fitness competitor. She's an author. She's a mom. She's a wife. And she's a believer. And on her journey, she has seen it and done it all. She's done the diets. She's gone through the whole rigmarole. She set those New Year's resolutions. She's failed. And then she didn't fail. But then even in not failing, she failed because her body became an idol. And so how do we overcome that? How do we invite God into our fitness? Have you ever considered that? Well, she has. And I am so grateful to have Kim here today to share some of her hard-earned wisdom with the rest of us. So Kim, it is January. And this is a time that I know that I am back being like, all right, fresh start, time to finally get healthy. And I know that I'm not alone. And this is that rat race. It's a tale as old as time. It never ends. And this is a journey that you'd been on where you were coming to the table again and again, being like, now I'm going to start over. This is finally the time for me. Can you share with us a little bit of your journey? Oh my gosh. Okay. So I will say that I'm just like everyone listening. We've done the diets. We've failed on the diets. We've promised wholeheartedly that this year we would do it. And then life gets in the way. And that is why I stepped off that crazy train and started doing my health through Christ. It changed everything summer. So what does that look like? What do you mean when you say you were doing your health through Christ? It means that, okay, so the world's way of doing fitness is all, it's a diet. It's like you're good if you eat right and you lose weight and you're bad if you gain weight and you don't eat right. And it's all about this like feeding this monster of deprivation and overconsumption and perfectionism. And for those people that are listening, I want you to know right now, you are enough in Christ right now. The way that I was able to get off this crazy train is I just cried out to God in church one day and I said, Lord, I need your help. There are people in my family that have diseases. My dad had a stroke. He ended up having a kidney transplant for my brother and he, and he ended up dying of a heart attack. Many of my family members had diseases. So God showed me key scriptures like Matthew 6.33 that said, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all things will be added. I think so often we're seeking the body, but we're not working on the inside. And dieting and weight loss can become such an idol in our lives, but Jesus needs his rightful first place. So that's when I started seeking him and surrendering it to him and showing up every day in his strength, and I was able to find success. So what does that practically look like for someone who's like, that sounds great. I want to do that too. I want to make Christ first in my fitness. But I think that's a realm that he's not often invited into. So so what does it look like to invite him into that? The first thing I would say is that you just go to him and you surrender this, you lay it down. Like Revelation 3.20 says, here I am, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone answers, I will come in and eat with them and they with me. Like God wants to help you with your overeating, your undereating, your emotional eating, your comfort food eating. And he wants us to eat the foods that he made for our body to eat. Now, he, this is not about perfectionism, but the more that we pause and pray before we eat, portion our, fruit, our food and practice eating and planning to eat the God-made foods that he made for our body versus the man-made foods that are full of chemicals. And I am not saying that we're supposed to be perfect at all, 
But what I am saying is, is pausing before you eat and inviting him to the table and praying to him and asking him, you know, Lord, search my heart. Am I really hungry? Like if it's your emotions you need to deal with, go to him with those emotions. Don't feed them, right? So practically what it looks like is eating God-made foods, moving your body every day, not for what it looks like, but for your emotional, your just your emotional health. It's so tremendous what moving your body every day does. And then also praying. So I have something called the Fit Power Hour. And maybe I'll, maybe that would be like the quickest way to share some actionable steps. What do you think, Summer? Yeah, let's do it. Let's go there. Okay. So the Fit Power Hour is basically, it doesn't have to be an hour. It can be a, f- a Fit Power five minutes. Basically what it is, it has three components. It's time in the word, time in prayer and gratitude, time moving your body and time journaling. I believe God wants us to collect scriptures, to tell him our crazy big dreams, to pray all over them. And journaling does that for us. Writing down your goals and sharing it with a friend makes it so much more likely to accomplish. So that fit power hour every day has been the secret sauce that has kept this Jesus loving mama together. So like I said, time in the word, time working out and time journaling. So Kim, what did that end up looking like for you when things clicked, when this really kind of set itself up in your heart? How did your journey transform after that? I was able to feel good about myself all the time and not just for what I look like and not have that that sense of failure summer, that sense of like dieting is such a place of hurt for women who love Jesus. And it's no different than our finances, you know, with our finances or with our marriage or our parenting, we'd go to the church and we'd ask them, but unfortunately we we don't have a lot of answers in our church. And that's what I'm fighting to get in. I want this message to be heard in the church because think about it. If you're trying to get your finances under control, you'd go to like a Dave Ramsey thing and he would tell you to cut up your credit cards and save money. Well, there's, this is no different. You know, we need to think about like, if we have weight, we need to lose. It's just calories that are on our body that we need to spend, right? Instead of saving, which is kind of like the money, but it's no different. It's, it's straight shooting. It's being real with yourself and God really gives you he, I'm not kidding you. When you walk in the Holy, like the Holy Spirit gift of self-control, when you invite Jesus and you just say, okay, God, let's, we're doing today. Uh, just help me control my appetite today. I surrender it to you. I lay it down before I eat. I'm going to walk in the spirit of self-control. God has given us these gifts and we can overcome anything in him. I love that you say this is something we don't talk about in the church enough because that's true. Because I think that there's this negative connotation for some reason when it comes to getting fit and getting healthy, it's associated with vanity. It's focusing on the outward. It's focusing on the fleshly and not the spirit. But what you're saying is absolutely not. You know, our bodies were given to us to steward and God is happy and willing to journey with us on that if we invite him in. Absolutely. And 1 Corinthians 3.17 and then again in 1 Corinthians 6.20 say like, I love the message version because it like I read it and it felt like a punch across the face. It says in 1 Corinthians 3.17 that you realize, don't you, that you're the temple of God and God himself is present in you. No one will get by with vandalizing God's temple. You can be sure of that. God's temple is sacred and you remember are the temple. I think when we got saved, we didn't realize that Jesus came to live in us. Like, wow, he lives in us. So that just makes me take my level of self-care to 
a completely different place because it isn't about vanity. It's about living your best life for him to fulfill the call that he's put on your life. And it's so wrong in the churches that we, I've been body shamed in the church. They lump fitness and wholeness and wellness into vanity, but how is that helping our kids? How are we teaching our kids a proper Christian view of their body, of what they eat, of social media. We need to be doing all of this through Jesus because he's the only one that can save us in those deep, dark, hurting places. We don't want to turn to the world, diet pills, approval addiction, none of that. Amen? Amen. And Kim, I love, love that you said, I loved this scripture because it punched me in the face. How often do we love things that punch us in the face? But so often that's how God's word comes through to us. That's how we experience it. And I agree with you intellectually, we know that when we invite Christ in, he enters in, but to maintain our bodies as we would maintain our church, as we would maintain his dwelling place and treating it as a place of honor, that's something that's kind of foreign. But I I will say last week we talked about on this show about how to raise active kids. And that is such an easier journey for me. It is so much easier for me to care for my family than it is to care for myself. And I know I'm not alone in that. And so when there are so many things demanding on our time, how do we make that choice for self-love and how do we justify that? Well, I think that, you know, God says that we're to love our neighbor as ourself. I mean, we love him first, but we love our neighbor as ourself and sweet moms. You can't take care of anyone. If you're falling apart, you need to put yourself in your to-do list because your kids are watching what you do more than what you say. Maybe they live with you right now and they have to do what we tell them, but their habits are going to be formed by watching what we do more than what we say. And we really need to be careful about what we do and what we say about ourselves because our inner voice becomes their inner voice. Oh, I love that. And that hits me hard too, because I think I default to self-depreciation. I will often you know, poke fun at myself in a way that I feel is lighthearted, but I'm raising daughters and a little tiny son, but you know, I have three daughters, one son, and they are hearing that and they are feeling self-conscious when I reflect my own view of self as self-conscious. And that is a reminder I think we all need sometimes, but it can be super overwhelming to make that change. I, I, I'm speaking for myself here, but I know I'm not alone. What is the first step on, on what can feel like a very overwhelming journey? What would you say is step one? Just do today. Think about what you're thinking about. Write down the things you tell yourself and renew your mind to the truth of God. I want, I, my heart aches so bad for people here because I was just like this. And until I took those, thought cap, those thoughts captive and cast down those wrong imaginations and looked at what I was saying, I realized that I, and I would, inter- I would ask the people today that are listening, please if you wouldn't say it to your sweet kids or your best friend, don't say it to yourself. That is the enemy. He is trying to take you out. He wants to deceive you, but God came that you might have life and more abundantly friend. Like you've got to be your own best friend, your own advocate and stand up for yourself and think about what you're thinking about. Reject those thoughts that are negative and walk in love. If you need to just put on Toby Mac's song, speak life all day long and speak life all over yourself, but start to notice the things that you say and then create a replacement statement. If you say, why am I always blank? Just say, you know what, God, I may not be where I want to be, but thank God I'm not where I used to be. Like just start praising 
him in those places and showering it with prayer and he will do a work in you. He will renew your mind. His word says so. Kim, what you just said is like a punch in the face <laughs> in, the, in the best way possible. But I, I, wanna, I wanna hear about that journey that you, you say you went on. So where did you start and where are you now for people who might be listening unfamiliar with your journey? I started with uh, a, my father having a stroke and I was desperate. I went to the church looking for answers on how to get fit. I wasn't fit and I didn't know anything about what to eat. I didn't know. I had no idea. And they basically told me that it was vain to want to be fit. And so I went to the world and I did everything wrong. And I feel like God let me walk through that because he wanted me to be equipped to educate and empower people in the church and people that love Jesus that he wants to do every aspect of life. So for me, I made all the mistakes. I ended up going so far as to make my my weight and my body an idol. And then, like I said, I had that come to Jesus moment in church one day where I just cried out and he showed me key scriptures, Matthew 6.33 and Revelation 3.20. And also, of course, uh, 2 Timothy 1.7 and Galatians 5.22 and 23, which all talk about self-control. These scriptures changed my life. The word of God will change your life and your fitness and your body image and your confidence because he only made one of us. Like somebody needs to hear this. God only made one of you and he has work for you to do that no one can do like you. So don't think about what you eat all day long. Don't nurse and rehearse the things you do wrong. Don't berate yourself for what you look like. You are a woman, a child of the King, and he has a plan for you. You've just, I, I love, I love empowering people because this is such a place of, of us feeling like a failure. So all that failure that I went through led me to this day. I, I, I made all the mistakes. I was out of shape. I went way too far. I overcorrected and made my body an idol. And now I've come completely back and repented from that and wrote a book all about it called Faith Inspired Transformation because I want people to see how simple it is. It would never sell a million dollar, you know, it would never make a million dollar headline to just say, all you need to do is eat God-made food, read your Bible and move your body and pray to God daily, walk it out with him. That's never going to be a blockbuster hit, but it's the truth in anything we do and God's truth works. Mm. So when you did make that connection, was it all smooth sailing? Did you ever struggle? Did you ever stumble after that moment? Girl, I didn't stumble. I just fell down. But God is so good in his grace. You know, you we don't get stuck there. Right now, if you made your you made your, you know, like New Year's resolution, you're going to do it and you've already fallen off, please do not beat yourself up. Get up in the grace of God. Jesus loves you. I love there's this quote and it says something like, "God won't just help you get up. He'll reach he'll pick up your hand to help you." back up. It's like, picture yourself falling down. Jesus is so good. He's not just going to be like, okay, you can get up. He's actually going to reach out for your hand and pick you back up. Don't berate yourself for what you eat. Do not do it. Get out of the negative conversation. Just start with the next meal. And if you mess that up, then start with the next meal. And if you mess that up, just start with the next meal. Just keep putting one foot in front of the other and you will find success in him. And I, I love that because, of course, one of my New Year's resolutions is to, you know, get healthy and all of that. And I have specific goals, but I want to say one of the greatest successes I had this year so far, you know, we're a couple days into it, was I, I did fail, quote unquote. You know, I didn't 
meet my checklist of goals for that day. But on my list, I ended up writing grace day. You know what? Today was a grace day because my tendency is to be such a perfectionist that if I fail, I'm done. And it's going to take probably until next January for me to start over. And so for me, that's been a journey of allowing myself to embrace grace and not stay stuck, which I think is the problem so many of us have. And so, Kim, that person who's listening right now who's like, well, this is great and this sounds so good, but you don't understand. I'm old. I've got physical limitations. I'm not just a little overweight. I'm way overweight. There's no real hope for me. I'm I'm stuck here and I've just got to make my peace with it. What would you say to them? That is a lie from the enemy. You know, we need to remember that we have an enemy trying to take us out every day and he is selling you a lie. Like John 10, 10 says, the thief comes only to kill, steal and destroy, but I have come that you might have life more abundantly. We need to do what the Bible says, you know, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee. That's James 4, 7. It's in your mindset, friend. If you are here, if you're listening to this and that sounded like you, I want you to know that it is never too late to start becoming the woman God wants you to be or the godly woman you want to be. I know she's in there. Give her a chance. God will do a new thing. Isaiah 43, 19 says, see, I am doing a new thing. Let him do a new thing in your life. When you look at the world and it looks crazy and all this stuff is going on, we need to remember, regardless of what happens, we serve the King and God already knows the end. He already knows what's going to happen. If you're alive right now, he's got work for you to do. Just get up in, in the Holy Spirit and say no to those lies of the enemy. Just say no and speak the truth of God over your life, friend, because it is never too late. You're not too old. You are not damaged goods. God has a plan for you. Amen. Preach it, sister. Okay, so so every day we want to spend time with the Lord. We want to go to him in prayer, soak in his word. We want to eat God-made food, and we want to move our bodies. So the moving our bodies piece, what does that look like? Is that going to the gym? Is there something simple that we can even do around our house. What does that angle look like? Okay. Right now, I'm so glad you said that. I have a workout called Faith Inspired Transformation. It's beginner, intermediate, and advanced modifications for every level. And it just started streaming on Pure Flix. You could sign up right now for a free trial and workout at home. I would love for you to come work out with me. You can go on YouTube. You can just go for a walk, put your Bible on your AirPods or whatever you have, your headphones, go for a walk. Just spend time with Jesus. Just start getting outside in nature. If it's cold and you can't do that, then do what you can at home. I mean, anything that you do, just go to YouTube and hit walking workouts or dance workouts. Put Just get into action. Every day, just say, okay, God, Start with five minutes if it feels like too much. Start where you can, do what you can, and God will bless the rest. But moving your body, that fresh oxygenated blood, it just does wonders for us. And working out for, not for what you look like, but for how you feel mentally and emotionally is Go, that is the answer. It is not going to help you. Like, I feel like our world has just trained us in what we look like. You know, you work out to what you look like and for what you look like. And that is, that is just feeding this monster. It's like, you're only a success if you look this way and you're only a success if you worked out. And it's like so regimented, but God did not call us to live that way. He wants us living for him, not for what we look like. So just move, 
move your body, do what you love. If you always wanted to dance, dance. If you love walking, walk. If you love jogging, jog. If you want to do workout videos, come work out with me. I'm here and I will be cheering you on. Okay, girl. I'm going to put information about you, about your ministry, about your different offerings on our Facebook page for anyone that's interested. And and you mentioned to me that you are happy to, to give away a copy of your book. Is that correct? Absolutely. All right. Awesome. I'm going to put information on how you can enter in for a chance at that on our Facebook page as well. And so this is a journey that so many of us find ourselves on falling, trying to stand back up, falling again, and having the encouragement of this sisterhood on that journey. And and for once, inviting God into it. I think you're right. I think that's key. And so let's join in this together, guys. Jump on to the No Seriously, How Do I Do This Facebook page for more information about this. But Kim, thank you so, so much for your time. It's such a blessing. And if people go to my website, kimdolanletto.com, I have a ton of free resources that they can use right now. Like, how do I eat God-made food? How do I work out? How do I set faith goals? How do I do any of this stuff? I have a bunch of different things for you that are available to help you start getting doing it right now for free. So please head there. I would love to help you in any way that I can. So I created those free resources. They say the surest sign of insanity is trying something the same way over and over again, expecting different results. And yet, how often is that our fitness story? We want to get fit. We want to get healthy. We want to lose weight. We want to move more, be more active, etc. And yet we try the same things. We fail every time. Maybe it's time to try something new. Maybe it's time to invite God in on that journey, into that place of our heart that we so rarely invite him into. But I know that I'm going to be rethinking things. I am going to rethink my motivation for getting healthy in the first place. I'm going to rethink my motivation for killing myself all the time on the treadmill. Oh my goodness. <laughs> but I'm going to I'm going to think about how I can surrender. How I can seek fitness in a godly way because I want every part of my life to honor him. And I'm sure that's the same for you. And I want to reflect for my kids what it looks like to chase God in every area of my life. And I'm sure that's true for you. So if you want to connect more, if you want some support on that scary, hard journey, because <laughs> I'm on it with you, shoot me an email, summer at seriouslyhow.com. Connect with us on Facebook. Just search for No Seriously. How do I do this? And as always, remember that you are loved and you are not alone. But we will be back in two weeks with a brand new episode. And you're not going to want to miss it. No spoilers, though. And if you haven't already, would you consider rating the podcast wherever you get yours? It helps other people to find the show and God willing, be blessed. Well, I pray that you are blessed. And until next time, stay healthy. Stay healthy.